Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to Mackie and Judd on this Write That Down Wednesday. We're going to go. We have a ton of things off the board in the accountability session, which could either be good or bad. I guess you'll have to wait around to find out. But let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Federated has been helping business owners in the state of Minnesota for over 100 years. Based in Owatonna, they've had the back of business owners in all kinds of different uh, areas and different fields. You can find a full list of all the industries Federated protects at federatedinsurance.com. And right now, during these last three months, they've been standing behind business owners when it comes to pandemic policies, when it comes to HR communications, uh, just basic communications to employees as things change from week to week. When you need Federated, Federated is here to help. Visit federatedinsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. I almost went through our write that down predictions. A couple of us have like Major League Baseball will return in July. Like I have one that's the first week of July. They will come back. It's not going to happen. Nope. Um, I think Judd might just have a prediction as broad as they will come back in July. I think that might get buzzed, too, at this point. I don't think that's going to happen. Even if they come back with 50 games. no clue now. And now, all right, this is the other thing. Now you've got uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci came out of the the woods for the first time in, like, three weeks. Yep. And he was quoted yesterday as saying he highly, highly, highly recommends baseball does not play in October because they foresee a false spike in COVID cases. So uh, what he's saying is, hey, if you're going to play, get on with it. Wrap up the season by the time October rolls around so you can avoid. How is that even possible, though? They don't want flu and COVID all crashing into, like, Yankee Stadium at the same time. Well, but you can't do that because if if you're going to be uh, cleared out by the end of September, best case was that they were going to end by, I think, the last day of the uh, regular season was going to be September 27th, right? Mm-hmm. And then they'd start the playoffs and World Series and would run that through the month of October. But if Fauci is saying be done by October... What are you going to do? Come back. And by the way, the owners would like this solution. Come back and play. We're going to play a five-game regular season. And now it's straight to playoffs. <laughs> Hello, TV money. So, But this whole thing. Here's, here's if, I, if I'm a player in any pro sport, after seeing the NBA's multi-page, what, 100-page document on what the bubble in Florida at Disney World is going to be, mm-hmm. if I'm a baseball or hockey player, I say, you replicate what I'm going to get, what the NBA is get, is going to get. I'll play your sport. Besides that, I'm just going to stay home. That well, bubble's incredible, man. Well, then First th- run movies? Now there's a story. The, the news just keeps getting better here. So now there's a story. They tested 500 employees at the Orlando International Airport. 260 of them tested positive for COVID-19. I'm shocked by this. Oh so, so hold on a second. You're telling me that opening up again and putting people who are uh, beyond board and basically are done with the pandemic, despite the fact the pandemic's not done with us, you're telling me that we're going to have a problem? Uh, that's what it looks like. I also, love, I also love how we've gotten to the point now with Dr. Anthony Fauci. So Dr. Anthony Fauci is 79 years old. He has been, uh, he has worked with Ronald Reagan, George H.W. Bush, mm-hmm. Bill Clinton, George W. Bush, Barack Obama, and now the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. He has worked for six administrations as part of the infectious disease top committees in the world, okay? 
And I love how like he just disappears for three weeks, and then he kind of he comes out like this guy. You you would say of all the people in the world who are qualified to tell us what we maybe should or shouldn't do, and he's coming out and saying, um, "Yeah, I wouldn't play baseball in October." And and it's kind of like, oh whatever. All right. yeah, Fa- well, Fauci. Fauci came out and said you know something what? for the first time in three weeks. You just, like, don't even care, apparently. Do you know what I'm getting concerned about now as a sports fan outside of the pandemic itself and, and the fact that people are, are going to die, which really sucks? I'm getting uh, more and more concerned about the National Football League, gentlemen. I don't know if football is yet, though, but we'll get there at some I point. I think they better. I think they better start to – I. here's my question. If you're going to go back to playing football and, and forget people in the stands, I'm just talking about the people that it takes to pull off a football game, right? And all the players and all of the contact and close contact. How long do we really think if this thing comes back in October, say, and and it's spiking again now, but let's say it really respikes as things get uh, colder in October, November. How long do we think it's going to be before you have quarterbacks start to get it, star players? And at that point in time, Hey, it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who just reacquired Mike Glennon because Tom Brady is sick. So can you get COVID? For, can you get COVID from your center's butt sweat? I got to imagine you can. Isn't that one of the things Gar- that Garrett Bradbury was knocked for? Is yes. that he just has like Sweats super sweaty ass, sweaty super butt, swass. sweaty uh, butt glands? Yeah. Class, yeah, yeah. I mean that's that that would be a real problem if if you're Kirk Cousins and like let's say your uh, your upper lip itches between snaps yes. and you've got. Garrett Bradbury's swass all over oh, your hand. I, I saw perhaps you're the, getting COVID. The grossest COVID story uh, that I saw yesterday, and probably that I've seen throughout this entire thing, is that they've now are saying. And I didn't read the entire story, but I saw the uh, story. I, I saw the headline. They're now saying that flushing toilets and public bathrooms basically brings up a spray of COVID. Ugh. Ugh. Oh my god. So you're all right. So. So someone does their duty. And whatever that might be, and they, you know, they, it's in your bloodstream. Right. They flush, and then it, it even though it might not, like, you might not get wet from the spray, it's particles oh, that dude. spray up in the air. Yes. And, I mean, that is true of flushing a toilet. That's sure. why they tell you to close the lid. But, but public bathrooms public don't bathrooms have, don't don't have, have lids. lids on the toilet. Why don't public bathrooms have lids on the toilets? Just another thing to touch, maybe? Like I'm just I'm trying. Or is it, to is it just like is it, is it extra money? Does it yeah. cost extra money? Probably. And and you could rip it off. You think of all the places that should have somebody. lids on toilets that it would be public bathrooms. Yeah, I would agree with you. Yeah, but my, my but again, <laughs> the point being is, good luck pulling off an entire football season with all the people, including players, it takes to put on a game with, without this having a real spike. And then if you've got a quarantine, quarterbacks, receivers, cornerbacks, yeah key players what the hell do it, you do it kind of feels like it kind of feels like all right we did pretty well you know most of the states were doing pretty well and like new york had a major brush fire to put out and kind of put that fire out and minnesota has you know there's been a lot of controversy over just how strict governor walls has made things here in the state of minnesota but we're, we're getting a little bit more impatient so businesses are opening up now and we have to jumpstart the economy to i get it's a balance between keeping the economy going to some extent, keeping people safe. And so I get it. It's it's an impossible decision no matter which way you lean as a governor. But it kind of feels like, all right, we did pretty well. Summer hit. COVID is kind of in a, except in like Florida, Arizona, and some of these new hotbed states. Florida, Texas now. Texas. It's, it, it has sort of dissipated to some extent, even though the, even though the, the trend keeps going upward. Um, but I almost feel like it's the calm before a fall storm that might put all of these sports in jeopardy. And I don't mean to like be alarmist guy here because we don't know what's going to happen, but it kind of feels like we've been gaining all this momentum except for baseball because baseball's gained zero momentum and we might not be out Good of the job woods. by baseball too. Right. And we'll get Way to, to go baseball. We're going to, we're actually just going to skip the 2020 season and get to some 2021 yeah. twin stuff here. But <laughs> I just, I guess I just worry that we're getting our hopes up. NBA has got a plan. Golf is back. The majors are going to come around in the fall, and there's a good chance that in the fall we might have to hit the reset button all over again like we did in March. That's my worry. I, I don't see how you have teams. So I think the basketball plan, Phil, makes sense, right? Because they're in a bubble. It might. It's not that no one is going to test positive, but I think if you, if you are really structured enough to keep guys all together, isolated, you get a fighting chance. But football, if we're going to send teams, you know, and tonight it's the Vikings and Cowboys in an empty stadium in Dallas. But the problem is then the team has to travel. They've got to go to a, a hotel. 
And my question at that point is, can you really expect that these players are going to essentially self-quarantine? It just seems impossible. Yeah. So the the only way that I see that this works is actually if your sport does create neutral site, this is where we're going to play. And by the way, people can't leave. Now, the basketball plan is so attractive, I'd be tempted. Like, if you told me you can't see your wife for two and a half months, but damn it, you're going to be at Disney World in this great hotel with four meals per day, like I need more meals per day, you're going to have first-run movies, access to great golf courses. You know, Don, I love you, but got to be honest. I'll I'll see you in the fall. But got to be honest. I'll, I'll, I'll see you in October. I'll see you after game seven on October 12th. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. I love how they have to coax these guys, too, and say, all right, you, you guys are making like $40 million each, the top players, and even the, the bench warmers are making like $5 million. Yep. Um, but, like, you guys have been complaining about getting bored in Orlando, and so I guess we'll let you see James Bond's 25th film uh, before everybody else does, <laughs> you know? Like, that's pretty much what they're bribing. So on yesterday's show, you heard this clip from Rob Manfred with ESPN and Mackie and Judd's Mike Greenberg. You told Carl Ravitch here on ESPN last week that you felt 100 percent certain that there will be a season this year. How do you feel today? Well, I know the owners are 100 percent committed to getting baseball back on the field. Unfortunately, I can't tell you that I'm 100 percent certain that's going to happen. So that's Rob Manfred hedging and either delaying or expressing legitimate concern that there won't be a baseball season. And we've sort of flushed out. What this can mean for the Twins if it's a 50-game season. Um, you know, We all think the Twins are built to potentially win the World Series this year. But let's just, yeah, I think we're all just fed up with all of this with baseball. We're all just sick of it. The max we're going to get in a, in a best-case scenario is like a 60-game season. And it looks like we might not even get a season. So screw 2020. Screw 2020 for this conversation. Let's talk about the 2021 Twins. Yes. What do they look like? How how open is the window to win a championship? And and what are some of the things that they're going to have to deal with in the aftermath of all of the losses financially that Major League Baseball teams are going to be taking in 2020? The starting point of this conversation to me is very simple. If you are Derek Falvey and, and you sit down at some point this fall, I, either you played what was a joke of a season or have not, I don't care at this point. But if you sit down and start doing the math on 2021, I think you really have to have the conversation that the assumption needs to be that 2022 does not get played, right? The uh, the CBA is up on December 1st, I believe, of 2020 or 2021. 2022, I think, is going to be a bloodbath. I think it's going to be brutal. Or so, or 2022. So for next season, here's my thought process. One is you've got the window with some guys who almost certainly are not going to be coming back in the 23 season that you have to basically go for it with. And it and my other question is also at the trade de- a deadline, assuming that we play a 162 uh, game season in 21, we play a normal playoffs. At the deadline there, are you willing to make moves that you might not have made if you were emboldened that this was going to be a five-year run no interruptions. So before we even get to payroll, which I'm sure is going to go down, Phil, I think we need to talk about what we're going to assume for the next two years after this one. Well, but payroll factors in big time with that strategy, because if you're talking about are you willing to trade prospects for top players? Well, top players generally make a lot of money. You're not going to if the players who would be available at the trade deadline are usually one or two years left on their, uh, I guess you could call it their rookie contract, which is which is a six-year team control clock that starts when the player makes his major league debut. And by the fifth and sixth year of that clock, most of the players that are available and, and ready to help you win a championship are going to be making $10, $15, 20000000 million. And so payroll is a major, major fact. It always is with the Twins because they, they just don't bring in the same local TV revenue. They don't have the same revenues that the Yankees, Red Sox, Phillies, et cetera, like the top seven or eight markets in baseball. They just don't. So this year, the Twins have a $137 million payroll for 2020, according to uh, Spotrack.com. This is a total, I mean, I guess it's not a total guess. It's an educated guess just based on where baseball's billion, uh, $10 billion pie was last year compared to where it is this year. You know, baseball's taking like a 3 or $4 billion hit 
compared to last year's revenue. So I could see an individual team like the Twins looking to cut their payroll back down under $100 million for 2021. The, I think that's re- I think that's a realistic scenario. I think the scenario. thing, though, is, is the Nelson Cruz's, whose uh, contract is, is, is going to be up after a 20, 2020, I think the Nelson Cruz's are going to get about $15. Yeah. Like, so, it, like, it, if he wants to play, that's cool. Correct. But this is what, but there's nobody in this league who's going to say, Nelson, we will pay you for three years. Everyone's going to say, you're old, you're still effective, one-year deal at a very cut rate. So I do think that there is a chance to bring him back. And, and I also think that there's a chance at the trade deadline next July, if things are going normal, that you can make some trades at that point in time that you might not ordinarily make because your ball club still should be good. I mean, at this rate, guys, there is a chance that you're going to get one real season from Josh Donaldson. Right, but here's the problem with next year's trade. Problem number two with next year's trade deadline, all right? I'm just going to be doom and gloom guy this whole show. It's kind of the mood I'm in today. We had someone test positive for COVID in our building, and I'm just on edge for whatever reason. We can talk about that later. But <laughs> I but, just flushed the toilet bowl. I know. That's probably what happened. Probably just I just probably got splashed. I just sit a there bit. and I'm, <laughs> Oh God. Sorry. So next year's trade deadline. Yes. If you're talking about like which top I don't have a list of like the players that might be available, but the top players that might be available. What's gonna happen, I think, is teams that are looking and owners that are looking to shed payroll yep. are gonna be looking to get rid of those fifteen, twenty million dollar guys that they're not going to re-sign to long-term contract extensions because of the bath they took financially in 2020. Mm-hmm. And you have to ask yourself, are the Twins at the deadline in 2021, realistically, are they going to be one of the teams that says, hey, we'll absorb one of those contracts for you. We'll give you, we'll give you Brent Rooker, um, and in return, we will, we will absorb $15 million extra on this guy's contract or whatever. Or are the Twins going to be more likely on the other side of the coin, which is, all right, we we got we got to cut forty million dollars off this payroll because we didn't have any fans at Target Field last year, and so therefore there's no way we're going to be able to acquire a player at the deadline. You know, the next Garrett Cole that makes twenty million dollars. That's the problem. I don't I don't you know if they're right, going to absorb money at the deadline next year. But I, I think it's worth the conversation of, and, and I'm talking I'm talking here theoretically, basically one pitcher. I'm talking one pitcher, but you might be right. I just think that there is going to be a real opportunity presented here because I, at this rate, we are not going to have baseball and we have to assume the next year, 2022, there will not be baseball. So would you make that trade of a prospect for one pitcher? I'm not saying three guys. I'm not saying two guys. I'm saying one guy to put at the top of your rotation. So going into the playoffs in what's going to be the last baseball we see for a while, you've got a chance. Listen, it, you it, might be it's not exactly my money, right. so I'm willing to. It's not my money. But, but if you win a World Series, if you do it, a lot of people are going to forgive your strike or at, lockout. Sure. But I think 2020, based on how bloated their payroll is compared to where it normally is, and based on how many great veteran players they have, like Nelson Cruz we know is still great right now. We don't know if he will be in one year from now. We just don't. Like yeah. he's 39 years Absolutely. old. Absolutely. We like we know that Jake Odorizzi is really good right now. We don't know that he's going to be the same pitcher in a year from now. And he might not be here. Rich Hill is another guy. Like Rich Hill is awesome when he's healthy. He's also like forty. But we and so we didn't know that going into twenty twenty. What that Rich Hill? Yeah, Rich Hill. We had no idea about what that if if and when he came back, how effective he was going to be. Right. Well, I'm assuming that when he like inevitably he always comes but back my, from his injuries. But my point he's on awesome. Cruz is, I think Cruz comes back for for basically a ham sandwich. Like or, I, he's got or, or he no, retires. Or, well, that's fine too. He might retire out of principle. A lot of these guys I might say. I don't think so. I think he wants to play badly. He's got kids to feed, like Latrell Sprewell. <laughs> He's not just going to sign for Nelly, million I think, dollars. I think Cruz. Cruz, I think, was the type of guy who would like to play to like forty-two, which I don't know if that's possible. But I think Nelson Cruz comes back. But if he takes his services to the open market. Ain't no one going to pay him. So he here. I, here's the list because uh, because again, I I do think payroll. Is a huge, huge factor in 2021. Yeah, I think you're it's, probably right. And and the, so the Twins have 137 million right now. Let's say I'm right, and I think they look to drop under 100 million for 2021. Okay. All right. So they have to shave 40 million dollars off their payroll. That that also includes like you've got guys who who are going to get raises in arbitration or their contracts go up. Like Miguel Sano gets a gets he signed a contract that bumps him to like 11 million dollars. I think in 2021. Um, you've got arbitration guys like Buxton that are going to go up two or three million dollars. So you have a wave of young guys that are going to continue to make more money. Jose Barrios, like the, that, 
So that 137 goes up to like 150 or 160. So you might have to actually shave more like 50 or 60 million off your payroll. Here are the free agents that come off your books. They equal $58 million. Okay. So this might actually be the math equation. You just say, all right, well, all these young guys are going to be making a little bit more money, and so we need to get rid of 50 or $60 million to get under $100 million. But that would mean you can't add anybody that makes any amount of money in the offseason. So here's the list of guys that I think you're probably just going to have to say goodbye to. Mm-hmm. They're all free agents. Mm-hmm. Jacob DeRizzi, yep. $18 million. Nelson Cruz, $12 million. Marwin Gonzalez, $9 million. That's super easy. Homer Bailey, $7 million. That's super easy. Alex Avila, four million. He's your backup catcher. Just, just bring a guy up from the minors to be your backup catcher if you need to. Uh, Rich Hill, three million. Tyler Clippard, three million. And Trevor May's a free agent after this year too. Two million dollars. Okay. If if I'm right and you have to get under a hundred million dollars, and and it takes fifty or sixty million dollars to get there when you include the young players getting raises. If you had to say goodbye to all those guys and not replace them with established major leaguers, but look to replace them from within. Mm-hmm. Now you're hoping for like the same guys that you would be using as trade bait at the deadline. You're now hoping for those guys to be star players for you to keep this thing going. Alex Kirloff, Royce Lewis, Trevor Larnick. They got a couple pitchers like Jordan Balazovic and Yon Duran that could at some point be up in 2021. But that's, that's why right now, based on how this has played out financially for the league and for the Twins, I think 2020, as much as this makes Judd probably wildly upset and uncomfortable, (laughs) I think the Twins' best chance is 2020 to win a World Series. Because I don't think you're going to have nearly the same firepower on your roster unless you get lucky with some of these young guys being great immediately in 2021. The one thing thing to to keep in mind, though, is the price on these guys in the open market across the board is going to be so low and, and there's going to be some form of collusion here that I think if you play this right, I'm not saying that anything close to the entire list of guys that you read, Phil, comes back, but I do think that you can lowball a slew of those guys and get them back at salaries where if your payroll is even halfway decent, you still got some of those guys. Yeah, we'll. I mean, because it, 2021 for every team is going to be weird. But if you're the Twins, take your shot. My my argument to the poll ads in trying to probably keep the payroll above where they're comfortable for a year from now is this: you're going to lose an entire season. Baseball, Rob Manfred, the owners are pariahs. If you just put a little bit back in for this one year and you've got the commissioner's trophy in your lobby while no baseball is being played, the perception of you, at least, is going to be that you're not as big of a-hole as the rest of the people that run baseball. Yeah. That would be my case. That's fair. I think it's pie. I think it's a little bit pie in the sky. It, it's fair. It, but the, the other point you bring up, I mean, we just mentioned the Twins free agents, Odorizzi and Nelson Cruz and those guys. And I don't have a full list of all of the free agents in Mookie front of me. Mookie Betts but, is never going to play a game as a <laughs> dude, Dodger at this rate, guys. Mookie Betts is a great example. He becomes a free agent, and he's and he's worth, on a normal open market, $30 million a year. He might be the exception where some team might just say, yeah, we, all right. Like, a big market team might say, okay, we can absorb this, and we'll still sign him. But there's going to be a lot of guys that are banking on making $15, $20 million that ain't going to get anywhere near question. that. What, what do we think, because I do contend that everything's, that's going on right now has nothing to do with this year. It has everything to do with the end of the CBA. What do we think owners really want? Do they want some type of cap, which by the way, could cost us two years of baseball, but what do, what do they want? What is the, the um, collusion or the desire? Because this, this feels like they see an opportunity to go after the players association big time. And I think simple. everything that we're talking about is impacted by what the ultimate desire coming out of the lockout is going to be. It's very simple. There's a, there's a lot of weeds here, and there's a lot of misdirection. There's a lot of details, and there's a lot of different things. But if you zoom all the way out, there's a $10 billion chunk of revenue, or there was. It'll be 6 or $7 billion, still a large chunk of revenue. Right now, yeah. Let's call it $10 billion in a normal year for baseball. Sure. The owners want as much of that $10 billion as possible. Right, but how are they going to get it? Try with a salary cap, try something like that. A salary cap. This is funny because I think fans in mid to small markets, fans 
want salary caps and salary floors. So, because, like, if you're a Green Bay Packers fan, of course you want, like, you're looking at the Brewers, and of course you want a salary cap because it means that your smaller market team can compete with the Giants can't outspend you. And if there's a salary floor of some kind, now everyone's kind of within, all right, the salary floor is is uh, $80 million, and the cap is $150 million, and everyone has to sort of compete within that parameter. Actually, in reality, the gap would be much closer. I think in the NBA, it's like a $100 million cap, and the floor is like $90 million or something. Like, but in the, in, And you can go over the cap signing your own guys and stuff. Sure. But if you put a salary cap in play, it would essentially protect the owners from themselves from signing bad contracts. The Angels are a great example. Like the Angels would have loved to just protect themselves from that Albert Pujols contract and Josh Hamilton, absolutely. And Josh Hamilton and and they signed a couple other bad contracts in there too. The problem with putting a salary cap in baseball is most of the revenue is local revenue. It's not like the NFL where you've got these ridiculous like baseball has good multi-billion dollar TV deals, and but they're not that's going up. Yeah, Turner just paid more but money. You're right. The, the Yankees make a ton more off of yes than the Twins do off the Fox. Right. Right. Like, you're right. Like the Yankees, I think the Yankees bring in $400 million a year off the Yes Network. Right. The Twins bring in like $40 million a year off of Fox Sports North. So the Yankees bring in, let's say, 10 times more revenue or eight or nine times more revenue if it's below $400 million than the Twins do. Right. And now the Yankees do have to share some of that revenue with, you know, the with the Rays and the some of the lower market, lower revenue teams. But baseball is so much more dependent on local revenue coming in. You'd have to twist the arm of, if I'm the Yankees or I'm the Red Sox, what's my incentive to have a salary cap implemented? Well, there's none there, but I, I've seen reports in the past couple of days that there's six to eight to potentially more, but it sounds like it's definitely six to eight teams that do not want to play in 2020 because they want to force this as much as possible and feel that by going back to play, it would actually be a detriment probably to what their income would be. So I think what this is, is the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, teams like that are definitely going to be fighting teams like the A's, the Rays, the Twins, I don't know. But there, there, is, there is a growing number of teams that are definitely now saying, screw the Yankees, yeah. screw the Red Sox, this is about us. And if you get, again, the A's, the Rays, the Royals, the Pirates, enough of those teams to say, we want to be the National Football League, if that's the case, what happens to the Red Sox and Yankees of the world who are going to then be in the minority? And, heck, they might be on the player side, Phil. But at that point in time, the small teams are going to ultimately win, and I think they would love to have a cap. Yeah, so like just to, to put a bow on this, and then we'll take a quick break and get to write that down predictions. So $10 billion chunk of pie, all right? And I again, I, I haven't flushed out all the math on this, but I will for a future episode of Mackie and Judd because I think this is a worthwhile exercise. So I'm making up these numbers. $10 billion chunk of pie, and let's say baseball through the free market, because there is no, like there are no parameters really outside of like what each team's individual – Profit the is. luxury tax sort of caps right. things a little bit, but not officially. Right. So let's say of the ten billion dollars, right now five billion goes to the players, and five billion goes to ownership, team facilities, team employees, everything that was that would go into running a franchise and a stadium. Right. Mm-hmm. Let's just say it's a fifty-fifty split about that right now. Well, if you've got a bunch of owners that are saying, "Hey, yeah, for us to be profitable or for this to be viable for us." It can't be 50-50. We've got to get 60%. So if it's a $10 billion chunk of pie, we need to get $6 billion to your $4 billion. Yep. Well, there's two ways to accomplish that. One would be collusion, literally banding together as owners and saying, that's, that's how you would do it right now. All right, nobody sign a free agent for more than $15 million. And we've seen that before. Yep, we've got to suppress this thing, okay? Yep. Nobody blink, nobody sign for over $15 million, mm-hmm. a free agent. The other way to do it would be to implement a salary cap so that you cannot go over a certain amount of money. So four bill, what's, let's just do some quick math here. Um, we can actually figure this out by just looking at the average payroll. If the average payroll in Major League Baseball right now I think is $125 million excuse me, uh, times 30 teams, right? So we're talking about it looks like 3.7. So my math is pretty close. The average payroll in baseball times 30 is just under $4 billion. So right now it looks like the owners are bringing in about 60% of the revenue. The players are bringing in about 40%. And owners are probably going to say it's got to be 65, 35, whatever. So 
anyways, we'll, fl- we'll we'll do this. Like I'll go through and do this because I because this matters for the Twins. I still think the 2021 Twins should at least try and go for it because you're not going to have the next season. Yeah. All, All right. I'm trying to talk. Write that down predictions coming up here in just a second. But thank you to Luther Brookdale Toyota on the corner of 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard for uh, everything they've done for my family going back. So my, my first experience was actually in the late 1980s. My mom drove a light baby blue Celica, a Toyota Celica, where the uh, the headlights flipped up like eyelids. And it was at the time, I thought it was an awesome car. In retrospect, I don't know, kind of kind of ugly, but... That's the first car I remember getting taken in for service. And then we uh, we went with the 92 Camry into a 98 Camry as a family. I wound up getting the 92 Camry when I was in high school and uh, so on and so forth. They've been helping my family for 30 plus years. They can help you as well. They've taken safety precautions. You can stop by their website to find out specials on pre-owned Camrys and RAV4s and hybrids that have 0% financing. You can save gas, save money. LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. And uh, 694 and Brooklyn Boulevard, Dex. Quick thank you to DennisKirk.com for supporting Score North and Mackie and Judd. Obviously, it's some crazy times right now, but the weather is heating up, and it's time to get you and your motorcycle ready for this year's riding season. DennisKirk.com is a Minnesota-based, worldwide retailer of parts, accessories, and apparel for avid bikers of all kinds. Whether you ride a Harley Cruiser sports bike, dirt bike, or any type of motorcycle, they have what you need. Plus, Dennis Kirk has extended their offer of 0% interest for up to 12 months through June 30th. Over 160,000 products in stock and ready to ship today. DennisKirk.com not only offers a huge in-stock selection, but also guaranteed best prices, fast same-day shipping, and a satisfaction guarantee. They truly are the best in the business. Order by 8 p.m. and get it tomorrow. $89 order ship free. DennisKirk.com. Order today. Get it tomorrow. Most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd with Rami. This is the big leagues where we own our terrible predictions. Write this down. And keep track of each other's batting averages. Write it down. You like writing things down. It's Write That Down with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. And we've said, hey, even though Rami's not on the show anymore, we love Rami. Rami's been the batting average leader basically the entire season. And so Rami is going to stay as part of the intro. And some of it's also, we just haven't gotten around to changing some of the intros. So uh, your, first, <laughs> your first excuse was fine. Just stick with that. That sounds I, good. I liked it. So here's how this works. Every Wednesday, we make three predictions each. We also invite a guest listener predictor to the show. We are booked right now through August, but we might look. We might look to add a second guest listener predictor to some of these episodes. Whoa, whoa, the, dude! The demand has been high. The demand has been high. This okay. was not run through the okay. committee. Yeah, though. I don't know about that. Listen, the people want to be part of this segment, and I don't feel like we, love the people. we should be restricted by just one per week. Will will be our predictor here in just a second. But if you want to be part of this segment, if you think you've got what it takes to swing for the fences or square up for a potential bunt single, hey yo. Just slide into my DMs on Twitter or uh, or Instagram at Phil Mackey on either one of those platforms. So we make three predictions each. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. It's very simple. And so we're going to go through the accountability session here, then update you on the batting averages and home runs. And we had quite a few things come off the board. Congratulations to Judd for finally having something come off the board, by the way. I, I, stepped, up, like twice. I stepped up last week. I took some swings. You did. So did Jordan Spieth. Mm. Hey, Jordan you know Spieth. This was close. Don't rip me. This was close. Jordan was... Spieth took more swings than other players I in this golf tournament. I the warning track on this. Jordan Spieth on day were, two was yeah. fantastic. You said Jordan Spieth will be in the lead or tied after the first round. Yep. That did not happen. It was Justin Rose and Harold Varner, the third. Were no tied. regrets. No regrets. No regrets. Spieth, Spieth also had just a classic Spieth round, I think, in the final round. Where yes. he like he bogeys like three out of four holes to melt down on the front nine. Then he birdies a bunch on the back to get back in it. But nobody, nobody complains about his own game more out loud than Jordan Spieth. He's, and and yeah. with no fans, it's great. And he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't really swear, right? Yeah, he's more like of a gosh darn it kind of a guy. Gosh, yeah. But I don't think we get any F-bombs from Jordan Spieth. Yeah, there's I would no say if, if there's a Mount Rushmore of guy, current guys who complain about their own game, Jordan Spieth's on it. Bryson DeChambeau beefed up Bryson DeChambeau. Don't, for sure. don't, one, yeah. don't rip DeChambeau. Bubba Watson's on that list. I'm willing to bet, just a guess here, Kirk Cousins, a lot of complaints. What do you mean? I, I was going to use 
the uh, B word. I bet Kirk Cousins talks to himself during games a lot. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. You what do you think? You should see me at 8 o'clock at home on most nights. It's pretty much my life. Gosh darn it, Declan. God, Declan, why'd, Declan. You send, why'd you send that oh, text? Declan, Declan talks to himself constantly. Why'd you swipe time. right on that girl? I can hear Declan every day outside. Oh, and I'm like, is someone out there? Oh, are, you rocking, are you rocking Tinder during quarantine? No, 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 no. People are people are doing, doing that? that? Yes. Uh, yeah, seen, people are doing that. I've seen on Twitter that people are like, and I don't get that one. I will. I will admit something didn't work out with a certain someone lately, but that's that's a conversation for a different day. But it had nothing to do with Tinder. Nothing to do with Tinder. I am going to tell you, you guys right now. Strangers have never disgusted me like they do right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, okay, and I don't I'm care what you, sex you are. People I Man, know disgust woman, me right now. Exactly. <laughs> They're in this room. <laughs> I'm with you. All right, Jonathan had nothing come off the board. Manny had nothing come off the board. Rami had nothing come off the board. I had a few things come off the board. Okay. I told you guys that in the Wolves rematch with the 76ers this season, that Joel Embiid would be injured and wouldn't play in that game. I should have said in the Wolves next game against the 76ers, but I made it specific to in their rematch with the 76ers this season. And so uh, they aren't going to have a rematch because the Timberwolves season is over. But I also predicted in Bundesliga last week or this week, Dortmund would defeat Dusseldorf. I watched that. I watched that match. I'm not kidding you guys. I watched. It was that. a low-scoring affair, right? I believe it was one nil. Shocking, yes, yeah. On the pitch. I told you guys that the Twins, with their first pick, will draft a college position player in the first round. And I told you for a clean sweep of my three predictions wow. last week that in pro boxing, Jesse Magdaleno will beat Vicente something Vicente. Padilla. Uh, in a featherweight bout, and here's what happened. Vicente was disqualified for too many low blows. He no cheated, way. Giving the victory to I my guy. Is that like an extra base hit then because of, of like the parameters of how he won? It's well, not a home run, if, so it doesn't it doesn't. Is it like an error? Yeah, then what is it? It's a hit. I, mean, it's it's a a hit. I don't think we have errors. No. The one that I was going to put up for potential home run is the Twins drafting a college position player in the no. first round. But no, I don't no, think so. No, no, no. They don't take pitching in the first round, Falvey. We thought he knew pitching. That's true. All right. Listeners had two things come off the board. Sam said last week the Twins will select shortstop Ed Howard out of Chicago in the first round. Cubs got him way before the Twins, right? And Seamus said, whenever the PGA Tour comes back, Brooks, Muscles, McGee, Kepka will win the tournament. Mm. Kepka did finish all four rounds, but they didn't. They only had like three cameras on the course because they yeah. were trying to social distance. And they, I, I didn't see Brooks. I watched almost all of the coverage on the weekend, and Brooks Kepka was basically not on camera at all. So bigger now, Kepka or uh, or Bryson? I think Bryson's Bryson. bigger than Kepka now. Deshambo ate someone. He's humongous. That'd be a good yeah. fight. It would. We should actually on the course throwdown. Instead of instead of like going to a you know a three hole playoff or something, I say fight. it should just be a mixed martial arts fight at the end. Phil Mickelson against Brooks Kepka. Can Phil Mickelson oh, I love that? Can he crush Kepka with his calves? I love that. Uh, Declan, you said Ricky Fowler will finish inside the top ten during this tournament. It's okay. However, however, you said Rory McIlroy will not finish in the top ten. That's correct. Classic Rory. He melted down hardcore. Classic plus five on the final round. He shot, I believe he was plus six on the front nine, and then oh, he kind of saved what's face. What's wrong with him? Because he's such a good golfer. Yes, him and Spieth, man. They just, like, melt they're, down. They're mental midgets. Yes. I think McElroy has some temper problems. Like, McElroy, when Tiger Woods goes into a tailspin, he just sort of goes into a zone and figures out, all right, I'm I'm slicing every drive into the woods. What do I need to do to at least, like, finish this round even par? And he just grinds it. Rory McElroy's like, all right, I just sliced my last two drives in the woods. Now I'm going to try and hit it farther. Because now, now I need to eagle every hole, and it doesn't work. Uh, and you also said, Declan, that Ian Poulter would be under par after the first two rounds of the Charles Schwab Challenge, which is definitely a bunt single. But yeah. Number 56 in the world, but yeah, no, that's fine. A professional, one of the top 50 golfers in the world is going to be he, under par at an easy tournament. He, he was outside the top 50, but I'm glad I got the single. Thank you, Phil. Declan will take what he can get. Yes, thank you. Singles. Ben Revere, I'm singles over here. So here are the batting averages. Rami Makhlouf, 421 still with one home run. Judd sitting pretty at 385 with one home run. I'm up to, actually, Declan is up to 333 Woo! on the season. Are you behind Declan? I'm, But I'm up to week? 328. Declan's had fewer at-bats, and so his spikes and, like, his his average will fluctuate more spikes. based on what to say. <laughs> we need to flatten Declan's curve. Oh, is what boy. needs to happen here. 
flagging the same thing too. John Harrison, two fifty with two home runs. Listeners are batting one twenty with one home run, Listeners and Manny Hill one twenty. Listeners are going for it. Every Write week. it down. You like writing things down. In fact, Will, are you Will? The listeners are batting one twenty, dude. One twenty. What are you going to do about that today? You know, hopefully we can uh, get a couple hits. You know, raise the average. You know, one week at a time. <laughs> Sound sound just Thanks, like just like a slumping <laughs> baseball And if you don't player. go watch the film, Christian, <laughs> is it easily correctable? Will, um, you know, there have been some bad picks. You know, I think we need a little bit better decision making. Well, that's but, on uh, you. That's on you today. Yeah. We're gonna start with Will. We're gonna go around the room. Will, actually, we're all four in different rooms here. Will to we'll go. Will Declan Judd me just for cool. the purposes yep. of this. All right, Will, you're up first. All right, so uh, as I'm sure we all know. St. Thomas is, uh, you know, getting kicked out of the Mayak. Um, and from what I've read, one of the teams that kind of led the charge and having them removed was St. Olaf. So write that down. When St. Thomas plays St. Olaf this year, St. Thomas will win, and the margin of victory will be at least 70 points. Wow. I love it. That's in football, I take it, right? <laughs> yes, 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 football. Just yes. by 70, Will, that's all? That's all? They're not going to run that sucker up to 100? It, it might be 100, but, you know, I need to raise the batting average. I like so it. We're just gonna say write this down. I like it. All right. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Over to Declan. All right. The major league base major league baseball will make a formal decision on starting or restart or excuse me starting or ending their season by next Wednesday's. Write that down. So there will be a formal announcement. I would hope so by next Wednesday on what the hell is going to happen to the MLB season. Just and just put us all out of our misery one way or the other. If they don't, yes. if you're if you're not correct on this, we riot. Yeah, we're all rooting for Declan to be correct on this. Yes, and I have other like <laughs> major league baseball I'm tired games. Of riots. <laughs> we we peacefully protest is what I meant. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, over to Judd. All right, I'm going to start on the uh, the uh, world of golf. Sunjay M will finish in the top five at the RBC Heritage in Hilton Head, South Carolina, this weekend. That's S U N G. J A E, and the last name is I M M. Show your show your work. I will still not met, get that spelling correct because I. That's okay. Spell, Sunjay M will finish in the who, top five. Who who floated you this? Nobody floated. Who, who's I, your I, source? I was doing I was doing some work on on golfers who were hot, who were playing yep. well. I got a, I got some. And I can't go with a winner because that's too dicey. But I feel that my work shows from the Google machine. Sunjay M is a man for the times at the RBC. I also, I also have some uh, HBC predictions to make. So forget. Oh, that's all I got yeah. this weekend, aside from soccer, too. Write this down. EPL starts Write today, down. by the you way. You like writing things today. down. The EPL does start today. I'm really excited. I got one for that it. as well. And because the EPL starts today, I think this is a good time to make an EPL prediction. All right. So Tottenham, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a tough one for Tottenham this year. Are you going to make a prediction on, on this game? Yeah. I'm going to make one, too. Are you? Same yeah, match. me too. I got one as well. Friday. So, so Tottenham is the underdog here. Yep, and and Man United doesn't have they're they're not they're not Liverpool like they're not sitting at the top of the table, but Man U is having a better season than Tottenham, and uh, and I'm going to say this is this is me swinging for a seeing eye single here. Tottenham will either pull the upset or draw Man U. Will so win they, or draw? They will win or draw against Man against U. Man U. Okay. And that game is either today or tomorrow. I'm not 100. Friday. Sure. Friday. Okay. So Tottenham uh, will either will either upset or draw Man U. Write it down. You like writing things down. Okay, back to listener Will. All right, so the American Association Baseball League announced that they're going to um, start back up in a couple weeks. So write that down. The St. Paul Saints will have more regular season wins in 2020 than the Minnesota Twins. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's nice. We, uh, that's the, well thought the, out. The Twins real. might have zero by next Wednesday. Yeah, they just need one now. Good work. Write this down. It'd be the ultimate bad beat if the if the twin season was canceled and the Saints didn't win a game. But we, we can write it down. You like writing things down. All right, back to Declan. All right, I also have an EPL one. You know, and I've, I'm looking back at this and I think this is pretty cheap. And I had a couple, you know, bunt singles here. So I'll, I'm going to reverse this prediction after I already initially wrote it down last night when I was doing my prep. Liverpool plays Everton. Liverpool is like the class of the EPL, from what I know in my great educated EPL mind. Everton, uh, not so much. So I'll just say it. Everton will pull off the upset and they'll beat Liverpool on Sunday. Okay. In, in EPL, wow. which would be a pretty big upset. That's a home run. That's if a that home happens. run. Yeah. Ever, yeah. That's why I'm going for the home run. I was going to say Liverpool wins by two goals. Eh, no, no, no. We'll, we'll say Everton pulls off the upset 
I get a hit and a home run. Slugging percentage, batting average, I'm all for it. Everton beats Liverpool. Okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Judd Zolgad. Congratulations, Declan, for that gutsy pick. Yeah, thank you, man. I'm going chalk. Man U will beat Tottenham on Friday. Phil and I, mano a mano. Wow. In the English Premier League. So So I've got Man U, who's favored. I like it. I like going, I like we're going head to head. I like that yeah, things like are coming those. off the board. This is great. All right, I'm going to make my golf prediction. Write it here. down. You like writing things down. Write this down. Uh, what's this tournament again? The, the RBC Heritage. Correct. Right. Yep. Rory McIlroy bounces back, okay. gentlemen. Rory McIlroy bounces back, and he. I'm not going to say he wins it because that's that, that would be a home run. If you predict someone to win a golf tournament, that's yeah. a home run. Correct. I'm going to say he finishes top three. Rory finishes top three in this tournament. We'll see what happens. He's write this down. He's going to bounce back from his meltdown. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, uh, listener Will, this is your last prediction. Make it good. All right. So for my final prediction, uh, write that down. Justin Jefferson will have more catches this season than Stephon Diggs. Ooh! Wow! Wow! I think you know if if Diggs. If, I mean, the Vikings are a pretty well-run organization. If Diggs isn't happy in Minnesota with a good head coach and a top 10-ish quarterback, I just don't think he's going to be happy Happy in Buffalo. I think he, there might be some more issues off the field with him. And, you know, even on the field, who's going to throw him passes? You know, who would you rather have, whoever Buffalo has or Kirk Cousins? I love it. I I think that's a home run. I mean, injuries could factor in there. Dare but I say I, Will has brass ones? He does. <laughs> that took some guts right there. Yeah. Will, nice job today. Uh, since you have this massive platform and audience right now, would you would you like to thank anyone in your life that got you to this point? Um, you know, my uh, my high school baseball coach, Coach Shuddy, said, you know, cows don't milk themselves. You know, got to go out and make it happen. <laughs> Whoa. All Write right. this down. Write it down. You like I writing feel we should not ask Will or Coach Shuddy to elaborate on that statement. Yeah, I, I, I don't really want to know anything more about how you make that happen, but uh... – you know, we're going to raise that batting average. You know, the listeners are uh, going to make a comeback here. I like well, it. Well, one hit will do wonders for that 120 average. Will, thanks for coming on, man. Thank you. I appreciate yep. it. All right, that's, uh, that's listener Will, our, our guest listener prediction. Three week. good predictions. Yeah, I like those. Write this down. Okay, back over to Declan. All right, yeah, I also have an RBC Heritage Golf Classic one to make. Brooks Kepka will shoot at least 10 under at the RBC Heritage Golf Classic. Okay. 10 under. A little bit, bit of a bounce back for him. Yeah. Huh? Write under. this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Judd Zolgad, your so final prediction. I, I've been talking about this for weeks now, but have not uh, gone on the record with it, so I might as well. And, yes, it's going to be a prediction for down the road. But MLB will have a work stoppage to start the 2022 season. So they will have we, – we've been talking Judd. about this for quite some time. Listen, I have two immediate picks, okay? So get off my bleeping back. MLB will have a work stoppage to begin the 2022 season the key word being to start i'm not predicting it's going to be the whole year i'm just saying at the start of the season sure yeah i feel like you're almost rooting for this to happen oh yeah oh it's <laughs> going to be a bloodletting i can't wait <laughs> i can't wait for these sides to battle i mean they're they're already battling so we might as well take it up a notch all right write this down file prediction here yes, sir. i feel like i'm trying to find the exact date of this fight uh, one website <laughs> says it's tonight there's a there's a card tonight on espn there was a card last night right or or is that tonight there's one that says there's one that says tomorrow night on ESPN, Poor ESPN Deportes. Poor Joe Tessitore is sitting in Bristol now calling fights because he's been axed <laughs> for Monday Night Football. Um, so here, all right, here's the, here's the, I'm going to go with this fight. Yep. There is a lightweight, a 10-round lightweight fight between two heavyweights of the lightweight division. Okay. Gabriel Flores Jr. against Joseph Ruiz, okay? Yep. These are two guys that can really lay the lumber. They like to rumble. And really don't they? rumble and throw the haymakers. All right. Gabriel Flores Jr. will throw an extra haymaker or two, and he will win the fight against Joseph Ruiz. Gabriel Flores Jr. over Joseph Ruiz on ESPN's fight night. I don't know if it's. Do we think it's I think tonight? it's tomorrow night. I believe it's June 18th is what I'm looking at here. Yep, June 18th on ESPN and ESPN Deportes. Chad, give me the spelling on that golfer that you have finishing in the top five again because I'm just not even close. The last name is M-I-M. Okay. Wait, what is it? I-M. I-M? I-M. Yeah. I-M. All right. Go- I-M. Just golfer Yim. Golfer uh, M, I-M. And you'll be fine. Okay. Interesting. Write this Those down. are the predictions. Write that down here on Mackie and Judd. A quick shout-out to PodMN. So PodMN is a brand-new free app to download in the Apple or Google Play stores for you to discover local Minnesota podcasts. 
Whether you want sports or you want storytelling or you want crime podcasts, there's all kinds of great Minnesota podcasts that you can discover by downloading the PodMN app. Free to download and you get rewarded for listening. So check it out, PodMN. Patrick Royce, what's on your mind today, sir? Uh, not a heck of a lot. I, I don't know. What are we gonna, gonna find out if the Tommies are going to D one, and we're gonna find out if, if baseball can figure anything out. I guess those are the things that I'm interested in. Yeah. What's okay? Uh, tell us more about the St. Thomas thing here. Uh, is it a? Do you believe it's a good move long term for them to be playing Division one uh, football? Boy, I I thought it was iffy uh, three months ago, and then this thing came up the pandemic and how they're going to pull it off financially. I do not know. Uh, you Have you guys ever looked at the, uh, the, uh, the non-scholarship Pioneer League football league? Uh, they got teams from San Diego to Marist. They have teams all over the country uh, who, uh, when they come to play here at St. Thomas, are not going to draw any people. Uh, we're not going to get too excited about playing Butler, are we? And uh, in, in uh, basketball, yes, but in uh, in uh, football, no. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with football. It's going to be a big money loser for them, and I'm wondering if uh, deep in their hearts if they're going to gas it sometime. And they also do not have, you know, the the, the Summit League will be fine for uh, you know basketball and other sports like that, but they can't. Uh, you know, what, what are they going to do in hockey? Uh, everybody thinks they're going to get into that new CCHA that's, uh, you know, Mankato, Bemidji, all those schools are breaking away and uh, starting their own league in uh, two years, but they don't have any place to play. They can't play in the X, for God's sakes. And they, uh, you know, and they, you know, maybe they could rent Ritter, sure. but I doubt if the Gophers would do that because the women have first priority on that place. Uh, they don't have an arena. They got to, they play it basically at St. Thomas Academy's arena. And uh, if you're in a league that has some viability as a big time league, then you know, they want to come play at a high school arena. So I don't know where the hell they'll play. Hey, Pat, I, I what, don't know. I, Pat, I think what, it opens up a lot of uh, gaps here. So. What's, what's the increase in expenses when you go from D3 to <sighs> D1, just as far as like football? It's got to be massive. I'm, I'm not sure, but you got to come up with to to be a second string D one. You got to come up with eight or ten million more, don't you? Well, yeah, that's my guess, probably. But staffing. How the hell are you uh, going to do that in the age of pandemic? That's uh, that's exactly right, and I bet they are sweating that out. Here's the other thing: their basketball gym, when it was built in this new building, new basketball gym, is built for D three. It's, I don't know if you guys either. You ever been in it? It's basically bleachers, and uh, you know, man, might hold fifteen hundred maximum. Uh, it, it's a D three gym, and uh, so I, I don't think they can come up with the money to build a uh, hockey, basketball uh, arena that you know holds four thousand or something. I, I mean, that that you know, minimum that costs you fifty. So uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a big, big risk. But uh, they do have an endowment. Now I don't know how much of that can dip into, but their endowment is over four hundred million. I, I I was reading a thing about Augustana. You know, because uh, the summit turned them down, the little Lutheran school in Sioux Falls. From uh, they they turned down their membership. Augustana Lutheran School, South Dakota, has got an endowment of eighty-two million. And the and the St. Thomas has an endowment of over four hundred million. So obviously they're stronger in that area. Yeah. Hey, did you see this report that came out? So the NBA is getting ready to go down to Orlando, and they're going to have, you know, they're trying to figure out. Some players are sort of skittish about it, but they're they're trying to make it a bubble and to incentivize players for staying in the bubble. Uh, we're going to show you first run movies, and we're going to like we're going to pamper you and all this stuff. And uh, and the latest report that came out this morning at the Orlando International Airport, they tested 500 employees for coronavirus, and 260 airport employees tested positive today. That can't be true. That's, really? Yeah, that's what came. This is from the Orlando International Airport Twitter account. Uh, that ain't good. Yeah. They better... Uh... That, well, Florida's exploding again. I guess Florida's numbers are way up. I, I don't know why. They 
been doing such a good job of socially distancing on those beaches. I, I they really have, yeah. <laughs> They've done wonderful. But, There's a few uh, sharks that have coronavirus now because of how crowded the beaches have been. Yeah, yes, I, uh, I, I that that's astounding that that could possibly take place. They're going to have to shut down the airport, aren't they? I, I don't know. I don't know. This is all uncharted. No. Well, the best part I liked was you have to be in your room by yourself. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. yeah. It's 100 Did pages. There's a hotline to call. If a teammate's doing something wrong, not being responsible, you can anonymously call a hotline to report that, that person. They're also giving people they're giving people like little buzzers. So there's there's like a device you can wear what? that will that will tell you it'll beep or whatever if you're within six feet of somebody else. Which I think Judd would probably just like that anyways I without like COVID. Both you guys. Oh, you're that. within six feet of somebody. Yeah. Get away. A name Get away. Tag so I know someone's damn name in this building. <laughs> Well, it's time for another Timberwolves defense joke. That buzzer would never go off. Never hear three buzzers a game. We'd hear from the Timberwolves playing defense on that one. I've probably worn that joke out. No, that was pretty good. That was a good evolution of the joke. I've broken it out about eight times on Twitter. So uh, I don't know. Should we just shut down everything and try it again next year? I don't. I don't. That's probably what's going to happen. If you guys had to bet right now, do you think the NBA or the NFL or Major League Baseball finish a season? Like, they, like they, I, they, could, they might Baseball start. They have that problem. Yeah, they're not going to start at the rate they're going. Well, it depends upon the panic rate. Is okay. If what is the magic number for an NBA team to stop playing? Testing positive, not getting sick, just testing positive. I mean, that's, five. That's, uh, three or I mean, if three out of fifteen get sick, do we shut them down? Depends baseball. on the names of the, the players. Five, Pat. Uh, what, what's the what's the baseball number? What's the number? Well, some of it's like the feasibility of because if those guys have to be shut down for fourteen days and ten guys get it on a baseball team, you can't feel the team. Yeah, that's it. That's what I'm saying. Is it, it you know what what's the magic number? And what's the magic number? Not only for the league and the pressures they're going to be getting. Well, what's the life magic number for the players saying the hell with it? Yeah. I don't yeah. want it. I'm going to live, but I don't want to be sick. It's the players, though, Pat, right? It's 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 the quarterbacks. It's LeBron. If those guys test and they can't play, screw it. Yeah, yeah. People aren't going to want to watch. Yeah, yeah. It's I, I don't know. It's, uh, you know. It's Sean Mannion starting a quarterback for the Vikings. Yes. Well, I, I don't know what, what the hell's going on here, but uh, they, it, it is nice that they come out every day and say, you didn't see nothing right till November. You know, thank you. Okay. Uh, we're, we're, we're supposed to, uh, we're not in a high enough panic level now. We wanna, they want to go out and keep reassuring us that it's going to get worse. Yeah, well. Yeah. And maybe it is, and maybe that's what not. Fauci but likes to you do. You know what they? You know what they've proven to us so far? Far though, the uh, experts on this pandemic—they don't know crap. <laughs> they don't know nothing. That's what they've proven to us. They don't know nothing. Yeah, it 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 feels like a wild, wild west of information, misinformation, and it's and it's we're what? only six months in, baby. Five yeah, and a half. Here's, here's the other thing. We're we're opening things up because we have to, right? But there's there's no logic to opening things up, and I'm all in favor, by the way, but there's no logic with the numbers or the passing on of the disease to opening things up. There's no light. It's no different than it was in March, right? Yeah, well, beyond, it's worse in some getting, places. Yeah, you're right. Beyond getting yeah. the hospitals ready, right? We've accomplished nothing, right? So, I mean, you know, I don't know. I've been doing everything I can to catch it, and I have. So I don't. Think well, we don't want you to get it, Pat. You're not no, in the good demo. I, I, Bad I, demo. But, I I'm dicey. Fat and old, but uh, you know, you can't catch me when I got the top down. That's good. Declan, so, fine. Uh, Phil, probably fine. Me, trouble. You, real <laughs> trouble. Well, no, but what I'm saying no is problem. I'm not, I have decided I'm not changing my life beyond wearing a mask in a store that says 
please wear a mask and uh, you know, not shaking hands and not going over and giving a big hug to some guy from Starts County. But uh, you know, beyond that, I'm doing what I do. Yep. Well, the guy who's got a Trump sticker on the back of his car. Good luck to all Ooh, of us. Yeah, me? No, Stearns County. No. Stearns County guy. They He's got even, the Trump they sticker. They don't even bother. They don't even bother with him. They, they don't need him. We know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't even need him. Well, Pat, we'll, we'll talk to you on Friday if you're still around. Okay, goodbye. <laughs> All right, see ya. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. <laughs> see ya, Pat. We love you. Oh, All right, that's God. a wrap on today's episode of Mackie and Judd. Don't forget, you can always find our daily Vikings conversations, Purple Daily Podcast, Apple, Spotify, scorenorth.com, and also youtube.com slash scorenorth. Uh, and I, I just want to make the official announcement here. We've been kicking this around in emails back and forth. Friday, we do action movie rewinds. Starting Friday, a bonus episode of Mackie and Judd, Saved by the Bell Rewind. Buckle right. up, boys. Have I'm we excited. picked an episode to go back and watch? Yes. The, fu- the first full season at Bayside, which is season two. It's on Hulu. It's free. There's other platforms it's on. So we're going to go. There's, there's like 16 episodes mm-hmm. of the first high school Bayside season with the full cast. It's season, season one is Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Season two is just Haley Mills. That was boring. They've all just moved to California Eliminated with no explanation. Their friends. Right. The Corona got to them or something. With literally no explanation. They're just in California to start season two yeah, with like extra the cast members. This was boring and dragged along and the characters sucked. So, Judd, I mean, this was your brainchild, Judd. Unless you disagree, you want to go through nope. a different season. No, 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 no. That's fine. And, and I've seen them all like eight times each. They're so like 20 I, minute episodes. I can go back to and, and read up again. Just to see what what the highlights were from that season. Well, I think you should go back and watch some episodes. Oh, I will too, but I'm not going to watch all twenty of them. Wow, uh, that's not very. I much don't have the in. dedication to watch all twenty. I got look. It's only to watch. It's only sixteen of them, and uh, I, and I I think the I got details EPL are important. To watch now, man. Okay, <laughs> EPL baby, that's my new sport. I'm done with baseball. <laughs> all right, we'll see you guys tomorrow.